What's going on, everybody? Welcome to UGA Sports Rumors versus Facts. I am Blaine Gilmer here with Jed May, Trent Smallwood, and we are here, as we always are on Monday night, live to cover Georgia football recruiting. And guys, it couldn't get a to be a bigger week in terms of spring visits for Georgia than this week. There are so many big names uh, coming through Athens this week. So, Trent, Jed, uh, how are you guys doing? And uh, what are what are your thoughts, just general thoughts, leading into this huge week for Georgia? Yeah, and, you know, it's finally, you know, I think we talked last week about how Georgia wants to get these guys in town for spring practices. And spring practices, of course, are starting tomorrow. Um, so, visitors start this week. This weekend coming up is huge. And I'm sure the next few weekends will be all leading up uh, to G-Day, April um, I think it's April 15th, so uh, the next month is going to be pretty busy on the visitor front. Trent? Yeah, um, you know, looking forward to to seeing how this quarterback thing plays out and, uh, you know, getting these guys on campus. And, uh, you know, if if Georgia is able to land Dylan Raul, what other people are coming with him? Because it sounds like, you know, having a couple big five-star receivers on campus this past weekend, and um, and it could be some noise happen if, uh, if Dylan does commit. No doubt. And we're going to be talking a lot about those visitors. We're going to go ahead and scroll some of them that have already been there uh, the 11th through and then that are going to be through the 16th. And then we'll we'll get into the weekend visitors, add those on here in just a little bit. But you'll see those scrolling across the bottom uh, before we get too much further. want to say that, uh, as always, Rumors vs. Facts presented by Auto Owners Insurance in cooperation with Turner Wood & Smith Insurance. Uh, great customer service from the people at Turner Wood & Smith. They've been in business for over 100 years, can help people not only in the state of Georgia, but regionally, nationally. And if you need life insurance, home insurance, car insurance, business insurance, anything like that, Auto Owners, great policy provider. I know firsthand my family, uh, they, they help us out a lot with a lot of our needs, not only business, uh, you know, life insurance, home insurance, all of that stuff. So uh, make sure to check those guys out today. You can see their URLs in the description. Also, uh, drop us where you're listening from. We got Jason Hildreth from Beaufort, South Carolina. We got George Freeze from Leesburg, Georgia, in here with us. Andy Stowe is in here once again. Lionel Hutto from Plant City, Florida. Uh, Tony Glover from Jacksonville, North Carolina. So appreciate all of you guys tuning in, and we're going to be talking recruiting, answering questions from the UGA Sports Vault. Also, okay, I got to rectify this from last week. Cody said he put in a, a super chat last week. I didn't even see the super chat come in because I'm, I'm I'm messing with all this other stuff over here trying to do questions and stuff. So, Cody, if you'll drop in the chat what your super chat was about. We'll make sure to address it right off the top here. Appreciate everybody doing that. If, if you don't know what that is, guys, you can hit that super chat button and greatly that is much appreciated uh, as always. Uh, so um, if you're on the YouTube chat and you want to throw us a couple shekels, uh, you know, uh, Trent's having to uh, pay a fortune for his kid to play about 10 different sports. So uh, help Trent out, you know, throw a super chat in there. So he, his, his son's quite the, quite the athlete going around doing stuff. They need the gas money. Okay. So, <laughs> uh, so throw us a, throw us a super chat in here, Samuel Burson from Temple, Georgia. So we appreciate everybody tuning in uh, guys. You see some of these names scrolling across the bottom. And if you're listening on podcast, no bigger names than, the two wide receivers, Jed, that came in, they were here with uh, the 
South South Florida Express for Pylon Seven on Seven. Jeremiah Smith, JoJo Trader, two five star receivers, both that go to Chaminade High School in Hollywood, Florida. Which Trent was like, "Man, I cannot believe they go to the same high school." But Jed, you covered that event this weekend. Uh, you talked to both after their visits. Uh, just kind of, you know, give people a little update on that. First, let me say Jeremiah Smith is an absolute monster. I mean, kids ranked number two in the class and and shows he looks like AJ Green. He's which is who Georgia's compared him to. He's got hops, he's got hands, he's got size. Uh he's he's everything you would want um in a receiver. Um but yeah they visited on Saturday, spent a few hours in Athens after Saturday's games were done. And I think you know something Jeremiah said and Blaine, we were talking about this last night. Jeremiah Smith said that the message from Brian McClendon was basically look both of you guys could come in here be day one starters you know, you've never sat, sat on the bench your entire life, so why would you go somewhere and go sit on the bench? Come to Georgia, be a day-one starter, come in, play from the get-go, play three years, and then go to the NFL. And, and Blaine, when we were talking about it last night, we were saying that's not really a message that Georgia communicates to guys a whole lot, at least not that we hear from recruits. So um, to hear to hear that kind of thing, you know, from secondhand, kind of from, from McClendon to Jeremiah Smith and then to us was – was very um, eye-opening, and and after seeing him, I mean, Joe JoJo Trader didn't play over the weekend. He had just had um, a tooth pulled or something. But, but Jeremiah Smith, it's easy to see why that kid is is the top receiver in the country. So, I mean, he, he said Georgia's using his day one starters, and it's hard to argue after watching him. So, um, Georgia will get an official from uh, JoJo Trader. He told me um, Jeremiah Smith played a little coy about it, but he did say that Georgia's trying to get him and Dylan Raiola on campus. The same weekend, Dylan Raiola will be here uh, the first week in June, I believe, Blaine. So, yep. um, you know, keep an eye on that weekend to see if Jeremiah Smith uh, ends up showing up on official as well. And he said, look, if Georgia gets Dylan Raiola, that is it, it's it's going to that's something that I will take note of and and it'll help Georgia in my recruitment. So um, keep an eye on that. Keep an eye if uh, Jeremiah Smith comes back. And um, but, yeah, Georgia is is right in the thick of it with those two guys, two huge uh, five-star names that were in town over the weekend. Trent, uh, Georgia, if, you know, if that is the the case and based on what they're telling, telling us and, and also reports that we're getting from, you know, sources at, at Georgia that, that things have gone very, very well uh, so far. And Georgia's really making up ground with those two receivers. That would be one of, if not the most dynamic wide receiver duos that Georgia would have ever pulled in in a class. Yeah, I mean, it goes back to, I mean, I, I would say AJ Green, Tavares King, uh, yeah, I'm back in that, but yeah, it, it definitely would be the most dynamic. And and you're you're talking about two on top of what you already have. Uh, it'd probably be the best wide receiver class that Georgia's had uh, in a long, long time, long as I can remember. So yeah, th- those two uh, are definitely dy- dynamic athletes. Um, um, would would uh would definitely fit well on any offense i i guess unless you're running it all the time but uh but yeah i i, I like where georgia you know sits you know that they you know that we're not initially in the top five for um is it jojo trader and uh yeah. and now um in that top five gonna get an official visit so that's big news made up a lot of ground over the weekend so um i, I like where georgia sits moving into the spring and yeah and you you Ed, what you said about the day one starter thing, that is not something that Georgia just throws around to guys. From everybody we've talked to, that is a very rare, rare thing. So, obviously, uh, if they felt comfortable, you know, 
saying that, uh, then 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 it must have been pretty adamant, uh, driven home by by McClendon uh, and company when they were in Athens, and that's just not something. I mean, I'm sure. Listen, it goes without saying. Georgia's always going to make people work for it and compete and all that kind of stuff. You got to do your part, but to to say they believe that you can do that day one uh, is is pretty remarkable. Yeah, and and thinking ahead, you know, Jeremiah Smith with his size and everything, what kind of project is that X type, right? And you think of what Georgia's got at that position. Marcus Rosemary Jackson is there. I believe this is his senior year. I think right, twenty twenty three would be so. I mean, there's no reason he could come in and be a day one starter when you look at okay, Tyler Williams is that X kind of guy. Um, you just think Ra Ra Thomas, Ra Ra Thomas, right? I mean, there, there's just not a lot, a whole lot. There's no reason he couldn't be if he comes in and works. The same with JoJo Trader. I mean, he's a guy. He'd probably be a little bit more, uh, you know, a slot, a Z type, um, like a guy like Lad McConkey, who also I think is gone after this year, after 2023. So. Yeah, um, those guys are huge talents. And again, there's no like you said, Blaine, it's 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 not like in in practice they would come in and be given given anything when they get there. But I think what McClendon was trying to communicate is, look, if you guys come in and, and do what you're supposed to do, work hard, you're going to get a lot of playing time your freshman year. And I think that's the message that has been communicated to those guys. They know that um, opportunity abounds in Athens. So we'll see uh, if it pays off with a commitment in the end. No doubt, no doubt. So not only that is is big deal, but they mentioned in the interview Dylan Raola, right? That that's the name that has been, uh, you know, invoked a lot, and there's been so many, you know, predictions and changes of minds and all that kind of stuff that have been going on. But I can tell you, uh, you know, just in in speaking with uh, with Dylan Raola, with people close to him. Uh, with people close to this recruitment, there is a ton of anticipation for this visit, a two-day visit uh, that they're going to be in Athens. And, you know, we're going to have specific questions on the vault. But, Trent, uh, a lot of people are comparing the Riola recruitment to that of Arch Manning. And I don't know, it, it feels it feels totally different to me in terms of uh, – how Georgia is approaching this and also just the circumstances around it. Yeah. I, I mean, uh, it, it's a lot different than just the simple fact that Arch Manning was, was their guy or it was nobody. And uh, George already has somebody in this class um, that makes it a little different. And also, um, I mean, I, I know Dylan Rowell is a big name. Uh, it doesn't get much bigger than the Manning family. And uh and you know that that's a little different. Um, you know, we we've we got more communication. Um, there's there's a little bit more insight. Uh, you know, talking with with the Rowell recruitment, uh, we had to we had to base a lot of stuff in the Manning recruitment off of uh, just basically what we were hearing, what he, what they were telling the coaching staff, what we we're hearing from uh, the Georgia side, trying to trying to fish for stuff on the other side. And um, you know, uh, this is a little different um, when, when it comes to to overall recruitment. Yeah, it, back in Cody's super chat from last week, he was saying I was holding out a solid commit regarding Raul. That is not the case. That is not the case, what I'm saying. What I'm saying is he's not committed anywhere else either, and people like to throw those those kind of narratives out there. It seems like every visit, oh, he pops up in Nebraska. People put in pr- predictions in Nebraska. Oh, he pops up out in L.A. Uh, well, they're going to put in predictions. People got to realize 
Dylan Raula trains at 3DQB out there in LA. Okay. So, and it's not a far ride from Arizona to LA. So they'll go out there for the weekend and do some things like that. So yeah, he's been to LA a few times. That's, that's been part of it is he's been training, uh, you know, doing quarterback training out there. Lane Kiffin's son, Knox actually trains out there. They fly out there, uh, no doubt on a private jet and stuff like that and do, uh, do quarterback training. But, this visit is not only just highly anticipated by Dylan himself because the Raulas are very, very much looking forward to just seeing the competition on the field at Georgia. Okay. They're, they're looking forward to seeing what it looks like every day in practice. And there's a lot that goes into that, Jed. It's not just, okay, I'm, I'm going to go in there and I'm going to look and see how Mike Bobo's coaching quarterbacks. I'm going to look at how the quarterbacks that could potentially be ahead of, uh, ahead of, Dylan or Ryan Puglisi, if they do come to Georgia, what they look like. That's not it's also looking across at the other side of the ball and saying, what does that defense look like that I'm going to be going against every day as compared to the other options that I have? Because that has a lot to do with your NFL development. Yeah, well, what's what's something that Georgia has really started preaching, especially in the last couple of years, is okay. And it's kind of funny because we were just talking about being a day one starter. The kind of message is even if you're not playing a lot day one, you get better in practice every day because you're going against, you know, how, how often do – look at the the combine interviews we did with these guys. How often – no one Smith said, hey, my whole career I was going against Andrew Thomas, Isaiah Wilson, um, Jamari Sawyer, all these guys in practice getting better. So that's kind of the same thing. See what the competition is like. Look at the, you know, Malachi Starks of the world or the Kamari Lasseter, you know, all these guys who – like you said, Dylan would be competing against a practice, especially if that year one, if he ends up working on the scout team some, and he's really going to get in a, a good look at that first team defense. So, yeah, yeah, like you said, there's a lot more that goes into it. I'm sure they will be interested to see how Mike Bobo works oh, yeah. with the quarterbacks, just because it'll be the first time his his what third practice as offensive coordinator uh, this time around. But yeah, there's there's definitely a whole lot that goes into it getting to see one of these Georgia practices. But, Trent, it's also not the only uh, insight that the Raulas will have had to Mike Bobo. Uh, you know, heck, Dom Raola played with Matt Stafford for years and just in talking to him, you know, there's been there's been talks that, hey, back in, uh, you know, back then <laughs> Stafford talked about Bobo when, he, when, he, when they were at Detroit uh, together. So I'm sure that Dylan's able to pick – the brain of, of Matthew Stafford and, and sees, you know, stuff like that, what he thinks about it. So good insight there for Dylan. Yeah. And you know, this, they're going to come in, they're going to do their homework. They're going to look at, uh, like Jed said, they're going to, uh, I saw, I saw the little comment, iron sharp sharpens iron. Uh, that's one thing that I'm interested in seeing in spring practice, how much uh, Gunnar Stockton's improved just for the simple fact that he's going up against this defense all year. Um, but uh, on the other hand, they're going to look at everything. They're going to look at, uh, you know how how Georgia is in the meeting room. How how's the uh, how's the chemistry on the team? Uh, j- just every aspect of uh, or- an organization, and uh, you know Georgia's top notch in those situations. So there's no doubt in my mind that Georgia's going to uh, you know blow it out of the out of the water. But uh, I think they're going to look at every aspect uh, as of the organization as a whole um, before they make a decision. No doubt, no doubt. And you see some of these names that are scrolling through here uh whether it's you know 
at running back, you got two running backs, one coming in tomorrow and Anthony Carey out of out of Florida. And then also uh, 2024 running back Christian Clark, who I spoke to this past weekend. He's out of Arizona uh, and, you know, he's f- familiar with Dylan Rowe, who also uh, is, um, you know, from Arizona. But Christian Clark, it, listen, he's got so many connections. His dad grew up, you know, in the Wilkes County uh, area, grew up knowing uh, Garrison Hurst. He ended up playing for uh, Jim Donnan uh, at Marshall, and uh, they still have family here in Georgia. So Christian Clark, he said, you know, Georgia feels like a second home to him already when he's at, when he comes back and visits his family and things like that at, around the Augusta area. So I called it a dream come true type offer for, especially for his dad, uh, Jed. And it's just a young man who's seen just bukus of Power Five offers come in since January. Yeah, I was just going to say it's I'm sure it's been such a whirlwind the past couple months. And it seems like there's Georgia's there's a this that's kind of what this springtime is for is when guys when schools start looking at at senior film. And, and it seems like every story I've written over the past couple months has been, yeah, so and so's recruitment has has really picked up. But, you know, talking about Christian Clark with all those offers that have come in for him to say something like you said, Blaine, the Georgia offer really stands out as a dream come true, all that stuff. Um, it, it shows that. That Georgia's really in there. I believe you put this in your story. Georgia's a strong contender to uh, get an official visit at some point. And and with with, with um, Dwight Phillips already committed, Georgia's kind of looking for that second running back. And, and Christian Clark is uh, certainly up up uh, near the top of the list of targets that they're looking at. Yeah, Trent, uh, we failed to mention, you know, Tavani Mizell decommits over the weekend, something that we kind of anticipated and saw coming uh, for a little while. It seemed like the communication might have – broke down a little bit maybe between the the two sides uh you know a little bit after that commitment and you know he's been pursued by other schools like Oklahoma stuff like that but Georgia I think has plenty of backs as we see you know Carey um we see Clark coming in Bowens Chauncey Bowens who's committed to Florida they're pursuing Cam Davis who's committed to Florida State uh lots of backs out there that Georgia is still in hot pursuit of yeah and we continue to say that you know Phillips and uh, Mizell are kind of similar backs, and, and we didn't think that they would hold on to, to both of them in the end. And it, it happened sooner, which is better for both parties. They can, you know, move on, find uh, find a uh, find a uh, he can go find a home. Mizell can find a home, and um, and Georgia continued pursuit of these other running backs. Um, I, I look for Georgia to to try to go and kind of get an offset guy to to Phillips, um, somebody that. Uh, probably can run between the tackles a little bit better. Um, you know, Phillips no slouch, but he's more of a, a speed guy for sure. And um, uh, try to find somebody uh, like a you know the, a Chubb, Nick Chubb type to to kind of be uh, to go with that Michelle. Oh, no doubt, no doubt. Uh, so Clark, as I mentioned, is coming in on the 16th, but also coming in on the 16th is Juju Lewis, uh, Julian Lewis, who is. You know, he's been recruited by Georgia uh, since heavily since at least the seventh grade. There's pictures of like him and Kirby dating all the way back to Kirby's time at Alabama uh, that, that Kirby has known Julian Lewis, at least when he was a little camper over there do it, doing that kind of stuff. So uh, Georgia has been familiar with and pursued Julian Lewis for a long time. He visited a bunch as an eighth grader, visited a bunch last year, of course, had a, you know, like record breaking freshman year. Uh, 530 something yards in the state championship game versus Mill Creek for Carrollton uh, last year. And now he's showing up. But before we get into that, Jed and Trent, you know, these names start coming into your mind and you start thinking, 
Juju, JoJo, and you're thinking, okay, what could this, what could these name situation be like, you know, in 2026? And I got to thinking, what would a Munson, Larry Munson call if Munson was still alive? What would it sound like would maybe in the future if you could do a 2026 Larry Munson call? So I got to thinking about that. I got, I, you know, amused myself a little bit. So here's a, here's a little, what in my mind, what that would sound like. So here we are. 14-7, Georgia has not played their best against the Gators. Despite having won the last four national championships, Georgia has come out a little bit slow today. This is the first home game in this series in quite a while. Quite a while, this Athens crowd is ready to explode. So they're going to come out of the timeout here. Big Roger Robinson had just rumbled down into Gators territory. First down and 10, Georgia on the Gator 45. Juju Lewis, it looks he gets a signal from the sideline. He's going to walk up to the line of scrimmage. Looks like he's changing the play, communicating something with big senior left tackle from South Carolina, Monroe Freeland. Now here's Juju. He's ready. He takes the snap. He eludes the defender. He's going to escape out to the right. He's looking downfield. Looks like he's got a man down there on the five. Oh, my God, did you see what he did? He just totally made him... Loses Jock there on the five, dives in at the pylon. Touchdown, Georgia. It's Juju to JoJo, and Georgia is up 20 to 7 with a minute and 35 left here in the first half. That's what I imagine it would sound like if Larry Munson was still alive. Something something along those lines. Juju to JoJo. I can see the shirts and everything printed up now, you know, with all that going on. But that just having a little fun with that, guys, because I think, uh, listen, there's nobody with the talent that Georgia is bringing in now. There is nobody that would be more excited to call that action, uh, Trent, than a Larry Munson. Yeah, I mean, I, I just wish, you know, you, you could I could hear him on the radio, uh, you know, because – because the way uh, this is what I mean, I guess he was here in 1980 um, when, when Georgia won that national championship. But um, you know, with the talent and the way Kirby's got these guys rolling, uh, it would definitely be fun on Saturdays listening to Munson. Absolutely, absolutely. So just having a little fun with that. Now we're going to get into vault questions here. But as you see, if you're watching on YouTube, you see the the. The visitors scrolling. We haven't talked in depth on every one of them because there's just so many coming in, and this is just the first uh, kind of batch of them that we've really confirmed. And, Jed, I believe these are already on the vault or they're going to be on the vault uh, tonight um, posted on there. So uh, just a, a slew of visitors, a bunch of talent coming in, and, uh, you know, it's going to be it's going to be a, a lot of fun to catch up with these guys after the visit, see how it all goes down, and we'll have that covered. But uh, now let's go ahead and answer some vault questions. Remember, the show brought to you by Turner Wood and Smith Insurance in cooperation with Auto Owners Insurance. You can catch their links down at the bottom. Uh, both been in business over 100 years, so make sure to check them out. But without further ado, let's go ahead and get one here from, as always, leading it off first, Jed, it's Darth Janus. Yeah, he asked, uh, what is the news coming out from the JoJo Trader and Jeremiah Smith? Uh, visits over the weekend yeah we so we we've kind of talked about that i think georgia's just trending up like if it was the if it was the stock market you would see them you would see them up today after after closing you know i mean it would be uh it would be you know it'd be quite interesting to see how much up if you could really like you know get some inject some truth serum into these guys and see but i think trent is you know it's as up as it can be without dylan roller already being uh committed to georgia and i think it only goes up more if they 
if they are able to land Raula. Yeah, I mean, they go from the uh, outside the top five to to you know kind of uh, get where you're getting an official visit. I mean, that's kind of a big deal. Uh, I would say that's trending up for JoJo Trader. And, um, you know, Smith, we, we've always felt uh, Georgia was going to be in this as, as long as Georgia was in it for Dylan Raola. Now, if Georgia can land Dylan Raola, uh, that's going to be a big deal here. Um, they're, they're close. And uh, I do think if Dylan Raola goes elsewhere, I don't think Jeremiah Smith will come to Georgia. But I do, I do, uh, I do think uh, Jeremiah Smith um, is a uh, very good option for Georgia right now um, because – uh, because of Raul, because that connect that connection, and uh, um, you know, I look forward to see if they do visit together this summer. Um, you know, what comes from that? Absolutely, Jed. I mean, just anything you want to add in in terms of you know the prospects. I mean, I know we touched on it before, but anything that we need to need to add in there. Um, I mean, yeah, like Trent said, it's it's hard to imagine Georgia getting both of those guys. I, I mean, I think, um. Like also like Trent said, Raiola is going to play a big part in this, and it, it's just going to watch the visits. I don't think neither one is going to be back before um, an official. So we mentioned Jeremiah Smith first week in the summer. JoJo Trader isn't sure yet whether he um, it w- would take an official in the summer or the fall. So it's going to be big. And, and I know Jeremiah Smith was a guy who, and I'm sure JoJo Traders thought the same way. He's like, hey, we'll we'll see what Georgia does on the field this fall. We'll see what it looks like. So. Um, we, we, we've heard that from guys a lot, and I think, you know, this year it's with a new offensive coordinator, with a new quarterback, um, what do things look like? So, I mean, re- yeah. receivers keeping an eye on that isn't a shock, but it's it's both of these I think are gonna are gonna go down to the wire. I know JoJo Trader is gonna commit on or around early signing day. Jeremiah Smith probably, if he's still committed, it'll it'll be coming down to signing day. So neither one of these recruitments are gonna be over for, till the next you know nine ten months. Yeah, but, you know, it's not necessarily with these two, but in general, I think you're going to see less and less guys holding out all the way till December to make your decision, Trent, simply because there's only so much NIL money uh, to go around and and you, people got to jump on it uh, as they get. Now, I'm not, I'm not talking about illegal or anything like that. I'm talking about literally money available from these collectives, money available from these boosters in the construct that it currently is legal right now. These what makes the economy go around is scarcity, right? That is the driving factor, and there's only so much money to go around, and I think that will play an impact in a lot of a lot of people's minds on their timeline. Yeah, that along with the early official visits, uh, a lot of kids want to get it done before their senior seasons um, because, uh, you know, even before this era of recruiting, it, it was more so that, that, you know, a lot of these kids took official visits in the fall, and, you know, a lot of that was cut short due to Friday night games or they had to work it in and off weeks. It was just kind of a, uh, a big deal um, where they didn't get to spend that full time on their official visit. So uh, this kind of works out in, in I, th- I think it works out in Georgia's favor, especially recruiting uh, all over the country the way they are and being able to get a, these guys in for a full weekend during the summer or the late spring and, uh, you know, having that full 48 hours. Absolutely. So, got got a couple of YouTube questions here. Uh, Bobby Sagan said, uh, "Did you did y'all say Christian Clark's dad played for Washington Wilts? Yes, he did. So you may know him if that's, uh, if you're asking that question." Uh, Cody Tony Wilson says, "We're still looking good with Sammy Brown Riddick as a possible duo." Listen, obviously Riddick, you know, committed, and then uh, you have Sammy Brown, who it looks to be a Georgia Clemson battle. A lot of people, a lot of buzz around Clemson right now, but I'd say you just got to let 
you know, a guy like Sammy Brown take his visits and there's been nobody that's been more, you know, close to that family uh, throughout the last couple of years than Glenn Schumann. So uh, we'll see, see how it ends up there. I think Georgia still got a really good shot there. Uh, like I said, head to head battle. And then the last one we got here, uh, what's the word on KJ Bolden? Uh, any updates guys on, on KJ Bolden? I know, I know Georgia, uh, a lot of sources around Georgia, are very confident in how things sit with uh, KJ Bolden. I know KJ uh, Kirby smart and, you know, Will Muschamp have taken direct interest in this recruitment, and typically that's good news for Georgia when that happens. Yeah, I mean, he um, – and and we've mentioned this with Edric Houston too. It looks like both of those guys are kind of taking visits to some schools they hadn't seen yet throughout the spring. I know KJ was at Arkansas, I think, yeah. <laughs> last weekend or weekend before. So, um, I mean, that makes sense when, when you're a guy, you're going – you're going towards your senior year you you've only got so much time left to see any places you want to see right so um i think george is still in there right up in there with kj bold and they should be getting an official visit uh, i guess in the summer i don't think he's really put a timeline on those but summer is my guess and you know it's georgia it's um you know ohio state is in there um i think clemson's in there with kj as well but i mean georgia is in a very good spot in a better spot with kj probably than edrick uh george and yeah. ohio state with edrick and we kind of felt like Ohio State is 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 in front a little bit there, um, but yeah, I, I, Georgia's in a very good spot with KJ. Just with the relationships they've built, as much time as they've put in. Um, if anyone is breaking the uh, donut dog Buford curse, I, I think it's going to be KJ Bolton this year. So we'll see. We'll see how things go. Um, you know, once the kind of attention gets turned back towards the favorites, once the summer rolls along. Trent, I mean, how big was that Jimmy Smith hire by Sam Pittman when he first uh, went out there, the former Cedar Grove coach, getting all those Atlanta area connections? I mean, just getting K.J. Bolden on campus for Arkansas probably didn't happen if you don't have a guy like Jimmy Smith out there. Yeah, it's huge. Um, you know, they got the Jaden Hazelwood transfer, just just kind of building that Atlanta connection over there. And, and yeah, it's been big because uh, Jimmy Smith was a well-known name uh, around the – Around not only around the state, around the you know seven on seven community with um with all the big, all the big uh, top prospects playing. So yeah, yeah, it was it was huge, and you know it's had it's it's still paying its impacts today. Absolutely. All right, Jed, here got one from Big Fatty ninety four. I know that tickled Jim Donnan to death. Big Fatty entered a question uh, on Donnan's, and Donnan got so tickled he hardly couldn't even answer the question. Big Fatty ninety four. But there you go. I am going to uh, let that username go. It says, what positions will have the biggest positive and negative uh, shifts in recruiting over the next couple of years? I mean, wow, that, that's kind of an intriguing question. Uh, so you're implying, he's implying that there will be a negative shift in recruiting over the next couple of years. Uh, I guess if you're talking about relative to where it is now, I do not see how Todd Hartley can keep up the pace of that he has. So if you're talking about relative to right now, maybe tight end takes a little bit of a step back over the years because, Trent, it's just impossible to keep recruiting at that level, I think, at tight end, don't you think? Yeah, um, I, I don't see defensive back dropping off with the, the guys that, that Georgia has on the staff. I, I see wide receiver trending up um, yeah. just for the same fact that they, the way the offense is – um, going to and, and there being a lot more passing in, in the offense, I, I do see that trending up. Um, there may be a trade off between wide receiver and tight yeah. end, just slightly. We're not talking about like a drastic change, I'm talking about just a little slight, slight change. 
yeah. you could look, I mean, kind of like you said on Hartley, Blaine, if, if Glenn Schumann were to leave for a, a head coaching job, which seems like a, a pretty decent chance of happening in the, in the next couple of years, it's just, it's hard to imagine that level of inside linebacker recruiting just sustaining. So it could be something there, but looking up, I mean, what Chidera Uzo Deribe did in his first, not even full year, um, at Georgia was was incredible getting Damon Wilson and Gabriel Harris and um, Sam and Pimba. So and Georgia's already in on a lot of the top guys in twenty four, um, and even twenty five. More than incredible. It was it was and, insane. I mean, Kirby Smart said it, and I guess it was signing day. He was like, "We want to get this outside linebacker room back to producing first round picks," and that they're they're off to a great start um, with the with the guys he's brought in. So if you're looking for a positive shift up, maybe um, outside linebacker. And I mean, it's kind of like you said, like negative is, is a relative term. But um, if, if Glenn Schumann, if and when Glenn Schumann leaves, I could see maybe inside linebacker taking a, a little bit of a step back. Yeah. Uh, so a little question here from YouTube. Shabazz Ali says, is Ra Thomas on campus? Yes, he is. I saw a video of uh, he posted on Instagram of him and uh, Marcus Rosemey, Jack Saint uh, today working out. Uh, so, you know, he's he's there. The charges were dropped and. Uh, you know, Georgia, I think it expects him to be a big part of their offense uh, going going forward um, this year. Uh, Mike Brown says, uh, I don't know how you do three, do it with all the insider info you can quote off the top of your head. Hey, appreciate it. Uh, thank you, Mike, for turning in, uh, tuning in. That's what we try to do. And on the vault, that's what it, uh, that's what it is pretty much every day, uh, Scoop being dropped over there. So make sure you – um, make sure you tuned in over there. Shabazz also asked his money out raw. And yeah, Cody Rhodes, get ready for WrestleMania over here. You gotta, it, we're on the road to WrestleMania, people. Get get your mind right. Look. We got the belt. We're ready to go. Ready to go. All right. So uh next question we got on from the vault. Jar fifty two wants to wants to know do you have one school that you have one school that Raiola is going to choose. What is all of y'all's final pick? So we're not giving a prediction here today because that's what we're not doing. Uh, what, was because, last, what was his last visit? Yeah, uh, you know he's he's going to be going to Georgia Tech. Uh, so I, I imagine somebody on the internet will put in a prediction for Georgia Tech when he goes and see Buster Faulkner down there. But uh, no, seriously, I mean this is one of when you. In speaking to to Raola and people around Raola, it's one of the more level-headed, one of the more well-informed, uh, you know, recruitment situations you can imagine. With the dad being a, you know, former NFL player, getting advice from really, really knowledgeable uh, other pl- former players, things like that, taking into account all the different uh, possibilities. You know, I, I think you just got to let the visits play out. But listen, the the all this hoopla about you know momentum to Nebraska, momentum to USC. I guarantee you some of the same stuff. Just wait. Some of the sources and and reports that have been saying that over the last couple of weeks, Trent, they're gonna be saying the same thing about Georgia after this visit comes up. Uh, but you know, I just think Georgia and have maintained since December seventeenth, I think, or whenever he decommitted from Ohio State. And I think Georgia is, if not the absolute favorite, right there in this one and will be uh, until, the, until the very end. Yeah. Um, everything comes full circle. So, you know, 
uh, visit Georgia, going to Georgia, visit USC, going to USC, visit Nebraska, going to Nebraska, um, see who else he visited. But, uh, you know, we've kind of maintained over here that that we still feel uh, good about Georgia's chances. Um, we've also said that, uh, I guess, over the last month or so, that we felt USC was, might be Georgia's biggest competition in this. So uh, we know Nebraska's there. Um, you know, there's a couple other schools trying to get in, but uh, we've we maintain that Georgia, uh, you know, sits well, and um, and they're going to get them on campus two or three more times before the summer's out. So um, we'll see what happens, but I do like where Georgia stands. Oh, yeah. I mean, listen, winning is very important in this, so I think that would narrow it down to a couple of teams on his list because I think, you know, USC and Georgia are more of the – caliber of program that can expect to to win year in year out at this point but now at at what does usc look like once they go to the the big 10 uh, do they automatically you know become the fourth best team in that conference with the way that penn state ohio state and michigan are built in the trenches versus how usc is built so there's a lot to take into to consideration there Jed, but I just feel like I just feel Jed that Raula is going to not rush this because I think they they felt they maybe pulled the trigger a little too soon on Ohio State. Yeah, and you know it's funny because you mentioned earlier that people were comparing this to the Arch Manning recruitment, and that's another one where it went maybe a little longer than your typical top of the line quarterback would because those guys like to commit early and, and bring guys into the class. And and that's what Riola did when he committed to Ohio State. Um, I mean, shoot, I think it was last summer, Lane, if I'm not wrong. And and he was – that's a year and a half before he signed. And like you said, they felt they rushed it. So this is going to be another one that even though he's number one player in the country, five-star, whatever, it's – I mean, it's probably going to be the summer, early fall before, before it's wrapped up, similar to how – uh, Manning committed in in June or July, I think. So, um, you know, he he'll be in Athens this weekend. There's a visit in June. Uh, that that's kind of on the schedule, and and he's going to take visits other places too. And um and then we'll see after that. But um, Georgia's in as good a spot as anybody. But there's also still a long way to go. And you talked yeah. about and you talked about the practice. Uh, you know, we're talking about with with the scout teams and uh, being able to to go up against the elite defenders and you know USC is doesn't necessarily have that. I think their cheerleaders are their scouting defense. So, um, yeah, it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy that that defense level would have to get so markedly better. But also what USC has going for them is L.A., the the L.A. area, you know, all the opportunities business-wise, and you got Lincoln Riley's track record with the quarterbacks, things like that. You know, there is the deal where, okay, Georgia didn't have a 2023 quarterback. USC brought in Malachi Nelson. All these things, I'm sure, are going to be weighed out. Um, JSD Georgia says, tell us about Ryan. He's talking about Ryan Puglisi there. Listen, we've maintained Ryan Puglisi is excellent, excellent quarterback. I think he's really, really good. I don't think even Rivals has uh, – and it's Jed's fault because Jed does all the rankings. I don't think that um, – I don't think that Jed has ranked Ryan Puglisi high enough. Um, and I think he is a guy – when you're talking about a guy who's 6'3", over 200 pounds, can come in, you know, from playing baseball at shortstop and come in in relief and throw it, you know, 93, 94 to close the game out, uh, you know, just has a cannon, and that translates over to football. I mean, he's got – the, the, the arm strength, how he improved from his sophomore year to junior year, Trent – 
that is single-handedly one of the most impressive shows, uh, you know, of growth in a player that I've seen in a calendar year. Puglisi really stepped it up his junior year. Yeah, and I and I and I think uh, that's the reason why he doesn't get the respect he does today because he, he wasn't a well-known. You know, Dylan Rowell is well-known. Juju Smith, you know, the, I mean, Juju. Uh, Juju's well known. And you, you look down the line, and you know all the well known quarterbacks. And then you you go to Ryan Puglisi. Like, who's this guy from up north? So I, I think that's the one of the reasons why a lot of people frown upon him. And 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 he's he's really really good. Like like you yeah. said. Um. So, um. I, I'm interested to see because the jump he made for to his junior year. I'm interested to see that jump that he makes to his senior year and 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 see how much better he he does get. And he may have a little uh, Stetsonitis, you know, when it comes to uh, the chip on your shoulder. Because, you know, it, it, let's say whether Raola comes or doesn't come to Georgia, you know, Puglisi may be like, well, listen, here I was committed for all this time, and all anybody wanted to do was talk about this other guy. So he may he may come in with a little chip on his shoulder. I know one thing, he's not afraid to compete, and uh, he's a guy that, you know, is said that it, he doesn't care who, who comes, you know, he he's he's locked in with Georgia and Georgia's the school he wants to be at. Probably listen. Probably if if we're you know injecting truth serum into somebody like I said with uh, Smith and Trader, the fact that the transfer portal exists now and if something doesn't work out, you kind of get a free pass. I think that's a big deal for a lot of these guys and they're just going to go where they where they want to go where they feel like they want to go to school and and compete and let the chips fall where they may. All right, Jed, you can tell us this. Uh, you also are the keeper of all commits and silent commits. So uh, how many over under uh, over under one and a half commits after this weekend from our man, Andy Stowe? Um, you know, I, it's, we were talking about this before, uh, before the show started. I don't, I mean, at this point, I don't think anyone is like popping after a weekend visit just because if you didn't commit in not the, publicly, at least not publicly. Right. I don't think you, you know, at this point, you want to take your visits through the spring, but you look at a lot of guys on this list and you think of guys on the list. I mean, you look at Amari Jefferson's a guy's Georgia really been Georgia has really been after. Um, Williams Winery is a guy who playing you had a story on him that Georgia is is dying to get on campus and they're trying to get Dylan Riola obviously could end up on Georgia's commitment list. So, um, and those are just the guys that we've got down so far. So I think – well, we'll put it this way. I think on early signing day, there will be over two commits that come out of this weekend. They're not oh, going yeah. to pop within the next month or whatever. I think there'll be, I think there'll be th- th- more than three. Like, it, it yeah. could be three to four guys that end up visiting this this week uh, in, in the entirety, going back from the 11th all the way through the 18th or yeah, 19th. Yeah, this full yeah, week. Yeah. That, I mean, it could, be, it could be close to a handful of guys. That's uh, – mm-hmm. so, so – Big interesting week here. Uh, KSDJ1869 has one, Jed. Yeah, hearing a ton of Clemson and Sammy Brown tra- chatter. Has your confidence uh, gone down any over the past few months, and do you think Clemson leads? I mean, I've, I've just maintained on the vault and stuff like that from talking, you know, talking to Sammy, talking to, to people around him, talking, uh, you know, just about his recruitment, talking to, to, to sources from around Georgia, you know, people who are familiar with Clemson, I think it's swung back, you know, 50, 50, 60, 40, either way, uh, Trent. And I think the, the official visits and things like that are going to, going to have a big, 
big impact when it comes to Sammy Brown. Yeah, and also we just got off of a time where there's a lot of uncertainty around Glenn Schumann's name and him um, going to visit places or going to interview places. Um, and, and and I know that the Eagles and you know that that stuff. So um, I don't look a whole lot into to what's happening at, at, at this point because Georgia has set in a good spot. Clemson's always been there for um, for him. And so – uh, I, I look for him to take a couple, uh, take visits to both places, plus a couple more visits, and 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 we'll see what we hear after that. But I wouldn't say uh, either one of them are, are you know standing out over the other one at this point. OEJ says uh, it was mentioned that Jeremiah Smith compares to AJ Green, and that was uh, apparently coming from the Georgia staff comparing him to AJ Green. Uh, who would you say Trader reminds you of? Is Trader? Only a backup plan. I don't think Trader's a backup plan. You can't say a five-star is a backup plan. Um, I was thinking about this, guys, and I thought uh, – I looked back and, you know, I looked at his body type. I looked at how he runs routes, uh, you know, makes contested catches over the middle, uh, has plenty enough speed. And it reminded me of a guy uh, that, you know, was kind of back at the beginning of the the Rick era, Reggie Brown. I think Reggie, he, he reminds me a lot of a Reggie Brown type receiver, a guy who can be physical, a guy who's a smooth route runner, but also, you know, brings a little bit of that toughness there, Trent. Yeah, I can see that. Um, I, I don't know who he reminds me of, but I mean, he's just a guy that, that you, you can put anywhere on the field and, and make plays, whether it be slot. You can move him around. Uh, he's kind of like a Brock Bowers of the tight end position. I mean, you can just move him all over the field and – Make plays, maybe even line him up in the backfield. Um, it, it, he's just a, a kind of a do-it-all athlete, but he's got the frame uh, to to catch those contested balls over the middle, and um, also uh, the speed to go be a home run threat. Is this is this donut dog in disguise here? But Bobby Sagas more likely to get brown than the Buford guys? <laughs> As a, that sounds like a donut dog sentiment right there. Who knows? We'll see. We'll see. Uh, all right. Jay, we got one from Jar52 here. Yeah, who in y'all's opinion do you think is our best option quarterback for next season, and who would you pick? Oh, man, putting us on the spot, and this isn't even a recruiting question. Uh, you know, I try to stay in the in the recruiting lane, uh, but I, I just think, personally, I think that Carson Beck has had the opportunity. He's been on the precipice of being the starter a couple of times in his career, and it's slipped through his fingers. I think that the mindset, uh, as soon as the clock hit triple zeros, or actually even before because he went in and played against TCU, I think he was already thinking like, okay, this is this is this is my team now. This is what I'm gonna do. This is and I think the confidence has changed. I think just I just think Carson Beck's gonna be very hard to beat out. Yeah, I mean, I think and even talking to him at the national championship and, you know, media days and everything, you could tell he was a guy and he said all the right things, you know, I've got to go out there and earn it and whatever, which is true. Um, but you could tell he's a guy who's like, man, I have, you know, a, a couple things go a couple different ways and, and his Georgia career could have looked very different um, by this point. So I think he's a guy that's, I, I think he would have to do a lot to lose the job. I mean, I think it's his, his job to give away. And, and I think he's just – he's so ready for the – I mean, he's waited around three years, which is is impossible, you know, in this – in the modern era of college football. So, um, I just think he, this is what he's been waiting for. This is the opportunity that um, he's he's almost had for so long, and I, I think he's going to do enough to um, 
he's gonna he's gonna be starting uh, come September. Yeah, th- there's no doubt that he that he's um, talented. Uh, I mean, you, you've seen his arm talent. Um, I think he's probably gives Georgia the best uh, chance to win uh, from a just an overall talent standpoint from his arm. Um, but uh, I think it all come down to his uh, mental aspect. And I think that's what it's been, uh, you know, throughout his career. Uh, if he can get it between the ears and, and really grasp the offense and, and a leadership role in this offense, I think, um, you know, you could see Georgia going back to back to back. I think, um, I think he's the key uh, in this whole thing. And, you know, Georgia's got two talented guys behind him. But I think this is Beck's uh, job to lose, and uh, especially going into the spring, um, and, and unless it's Jackson Muschamp. I think he could win it. Yeah, <laughs> Jackson Muschamp. Hey, Whit Muschamp, uh, c- congratulations to that young man. He just committed to uh, Vanderbilt. So uh, it's, it's going to be, it's gonna be uh, you know, interesting to see that dynamic when uh, Vandy and Georgia have to – Play in a couple of years. Uh, how, how the dad and son won't be talking for a couple of weeks, I guess, with with all that get, getting ready to go with stuff. Um, although, honestly, Georgia could probably give Vandy the game plan and still beat him at this point. But hey, that's changing. Carkley is uh, Carkley's trying to trying to turn things around. Beat Florida last year, right? Actually, they beat somebody else too. Who else? They beat Kentucky. They beat Florida and mm-hmm. Kentucky last year. Vandy turning it around. A resurgence. Pretty sure, pretty sure everybody beat Florida last year. Yeah. Kentucky v. Florida. <laughs> it's crazy. Crazy how the, how the ebbs and flows of SEC and now Georgia just seems to be so so consistent these days. So, uh, it, very, very interesting stuff. Um, I think uh, over here on YouTube, uh, Jack Marino, Moreno asked, uh, are those recruiting announcements scrolling across? No, those aren't recruiting announcements. Those are the dates of the visits that guys are coming. So, you're seeing here, you know, breaking on UGA Sports, confirmation of visits, uh, guys coming out. The, this week so if you're watching uh on youtube that's what those are down there at the bottom when guys are visiting what class they're in what position we try to put the star rating and things like that on there as well so i uh, appreciate you tuning in jack we uh, appreciate everybody tuning in we got a bunch of people in here right now go ahead and hit the hit the like button hit subscribe turn on notifications we appreciate everybody being in here got a couple more questions or actually one more question here from pine tree that is uga prime contenders for elijah griffin and David Sanders rivals 2025 number one and number two overall. Also, you three, Jed, Trent, Blaine are rock stars. Hey, we appreciate that. Nice compliment. We don't know about that, but we but we certainly appreciate you thinking that uh, Pine Star or Pine. I called him Pine Star, Pine Tree. Uh, not <laughs> listen. He's got us all flustered over here. All right. So Elijah Griffin and David Sanders. What do you think? One and two uh, is Georgia prime contenders, Jed. Yeah, well, well, first of all, the new 25 rankings come out tomorrow, and I have spent a lot of hours putting that together single-handedly. Um, and, and, are they uh, the number one and two? They are number one and two. The five-star thing came out today, so oh. and I spent a lot of time on that too. So um, y'all uh, make sure you check out my work tomorrow. But no, Elijah Griffin is a kid from Savannah. He is a, I believe, is a, a strong side defensive end listed out. He's a stud. I mean, I watched his – I actually really did watch his film, and he's just a – a game wrecking type of guy. Uh, Georgia was, I think his first offer. Um, and, and he's been in Athens and stuff. He's a hard kid to get a hold of. I've never actually seen him in, in person at a camp or anything, but Georgia's definitely a strong contender for him. Same with David Sanders, who was the number one player. Uh, we interviewed him at Under Armour uh, a couple weeks ago in the Atlanta suburb of Carrollton. Um, it's got a long time relationship with Stacy Cyril's that helped Georgia when he came to Athens. He's been in Athens 
or his first visit to Athens was for the Tennessee game last November. I think he said he's going to be back in Athens this spring at some point. Um, and he's just, I mean, Trent, you saw him in those one-on-ones. David Sanders was just a, a monster against those, against a pretty good uh, field at that Under Armour event. So he, um, he literally looks like smaller than Darnell Washington and, and just whoops people's butts. Like it's just yeah. unreal. That's like awesome. just athleticism and length. And I mean, it's just unreal. Um, and Jed, uh, you said you watched, um, you know, Griffin's film. You need to watch uh, Puglisi's film. Maybe he'll move up. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I mean, I'm single-handedly the one keeping him from from being in the 250s. So, um, you know, I, I guess I need well, to do watch. your damn job. <laughs> <laughs> I need to. Uh, I need to get Roddy to, uh, you know, budget a flight up there at uh, some point to, um, you know, really get an in-person evaluation. But uh, short answer to the question: Yeah, Georgia's in. Um, in a really good spot with um, with both of those guys, obviously at a at a pretty early stage in their recruitment, but still. Uh, people people on YouTube asking a couple of questions here. Who does Beck compare to him in terms of styles? He JJ McCarthy. He's not JJ McCarthy because JJ McCarthy is way more mobile than he is. But Beck, I think, is a much better passer of the football, honestly, than JJ McCarthy. I would compare a Beck to a guy, and this isn't. I'm not talking about you know of the last couple of years. I'm talking about in like the guy that everybody was excited about coming out of college. Beck reminds me of a, like a young Joe Flacco type, honestly. A huge guy, 6'4", uh, that, you know, just has a cannon of an arm, can move well enough, a very, you know, cerebral guy, understands the offense. That's who, that's who I kind of get those kind of vibes off of, uh, Trent. Yeah, I mean, I think Beck's – athletic um he's not a statue he's not a uh, mettenberger standing back there but he's um, not jj mccarthy in terms of his yeah he, he's not mccarthy he's but i think a lot of people he don't get enough credit for his arm i mean he literally has a cannon, cannon on his shoulder i mean so i think he's gonna impress a lot of people this year i don't know as far as uh his style um you know he's kind of a a gunslinger type um it I don't know who comparing wise, but but I, I do know that um, he, he's not AJ McCarron. Um, I, I think he's got a lot better arm than AJ McCarron. McCarron, um, you know, he might have a hotter girlfriend, but or I guess she's wife now. But um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, hey, hey, do you remember remember them showing AJ McCarron's? Uh, I guess it was girlfriend. Oh, yeah. Listen, we don't want to we don't want to get in trouble. Who was the announcer? Uh, Musburger, yeah. Yeah. yeah, we don't want to get remember, in trouble. I, I just remember the video going back and forth to her uh, over and over. But uh, yeah, it, I don't, I, I don't know who I'd compare him to, but I, I do think he's going to shock a lot of people with his arm um, because I mean he, he's definitely. Yeah, web. <laughs> that's her, that was, <laughs> Still knows. He uh, came oh, up with that. Quick. Randy Randy Hall says compare Mike Matthews Mike Matthews to Caleb Downs. Which one would you rather have? I don't care who I'm comparing. I would rather have Caleb Downs. Caleb Downs is the single largest miss by Georgia that there's been. I mean, I'm just telling you, he's I think he's gonna be a day one starter for Alabama. He's gonna be an all pro in the NFL. Best high school f- football player I've I've seen. Like he's he's ridiculously good. I think he has the impact Malachi Starks has, or, or, or bigger for Alabama as a freshman. Um, and 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 Malachi Starks played a big, uh, hu- really a huge role um, uh, because with due to the depth of the safety position. 
Um, but I do think Caleb Downs, um, he's a lot bigger miss than Justice Haynes was um, because of the position he plays. Uh, I don't know. I can't compare him to Mike Matthews. Uh, yeah, Caleb Downs. Yeah, Caleb Downs. What do you say, Jed? Mike Matthews, Caleb Downs. Yeah, like you said, I mean, Caleb Downs is just – he's incredible to watch. I will say, like, from a Georgia perspective, like they're recruiting Mike Matthews as a receiver. So if you look at a Georgia perspective and say, okay, do you want a, a stud safety or would you like to add that that alpha male type to a receiver room? I could I could see the argument made for Mike Matthews just because he's he's a great talent at that receiver position, but um in a vacuum now, nah, I mean Caleb Downs is is he's just a stud. He's he's like Trent said, he's gonna be um Especially, especially enrolling early. I mean, he's he's got a chance to do some really big stuff for Alabama this year. Especially is how bad Alabama safeties were last year. He's got a he's got a really really good uh, you know chance to come in and make an impact. So, guys, that's all the YouTube questions, that's the vault questions. We've ran through it all. UGA Sports Rumors versus Facts presented by Turner Wooden Smith Insurance in cooperation with Auto Owners Insurance. Check their information out in the description. Make sure you hit that like button. Simple, that thumbs up. It helps us out so much. Appreciate you doing that. Subscribe, turn on notifications. Make sure you're a member of the vault because we're going to have breaking stuff coming out all week. Reaction from these visits, all that good stuff. Guys, uh, Trent, Jed, anything you want to leave leave the people with before we sign off here no i mean just like you said keep it locked we'll have visit reaction all week the new rankings are coming out tomorrow and uh, and spring practice starts tomorrow we have a uh, sort of actual uh real football to talk about so a lot of good stuff coming your way at uga sports obviously jed's not a fan of the xfl trent and he's he's saying that spring football college real football you, you didn't see AJ McCarron and, and i mean he, he was lighting up yesterday <laughs> there you go uh, but yeah, don't miss the show next Monday. It should be a it should be a big one after following the quite uh, interesting that show. Uh, who knows? We'll see. We'll see what happens. But uh, for sure, uh, hey, we've covered it all. Time to time to sign off. We appreciate you guys tuning in with us. Do so next Monday eight thirty, and also uh, I'm on live with Tavares King and No Sean Marino on Wednesday night. We'll be talking about biggest questions for each SEC East team heading into the spring and summer. So. Uh, make sure to check that out as well. For Jed May and Trent Smallwood, I am Blaine Gilmer. We'll catch you guys next time on UGA Sports, Rumors versus Facts. <laughs>